good morning, everybody. How's everybody today? Happy New Year. I am so excited to be back together with you. I hope you had a great holiday, but it's done. Come on, can somebody say amen? I wasn't expecting that much, but here we are. <laughs> excited about today, and I uh, couldn't wait to get back up here. Couldn't wait to get back together with you, and so good to see every one of you uh, here today. And so, welcome to our first in-person service of 2022. I hope you joined us last week uh, online. Come on, how many of you were watching online with us last week? How many of you didn't? You slept in? Don't you see? You don't clap when you didn't. When you slept in, you didn't make it. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, thank you for joining us, though. Uh, if you're a guest here with us for the very first time, uh, we're so glad that you are here with us. So glad you decided to worship with us. Or if this is your thousandth time that you've come to church, even if you're online, we're glad that you are here today. And we're starting a new series. Come on, it's a new year. So we're starting a new series called It's Time. It's Time. Some of you are like, I ain't got time for that. Well, it's time. I want to remind you as we kick off uh, a new year what, what our church is really all about. Uh, it, it's simple. We want to help people follow Jesus so they can live out God's plans for their lives. And so when we talk about following Jesus, we're, we're talking about a relationship with God. Amen? I'm talking about knowing God, knowing him well, and letting him transform our lives so that we can live out all of the great, incredible plans that God has for us. Come on, how many of you believe God's got a great plan for your life? Do you believe that, or are you just raising your hand because the preacher said to? Come on, man. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. Here's the reality, though, and I felt like I needed to say this today, that God's not finished with you yet. That's, that's just the reality. God's not finished with you yet. He still loves you. He still has a plan for your life. He still wants to work in your life. He is interested in you. And as we came into this new year, I always go into the year thinking, I wonder what God has in store for me. But this year I was challenged, and I felt like asking the question, I wonder what I have in store for him this year. Come on. I wonder what I have in store for him this year. I believe God's going to do something incredible in you. I believe God wants to heal some things in your life this year. Do you believe that? Yeah. I believe God wants to help you overcome some things. That thing that you've been wrestling with for the longest, I believe this is the year to overcome it. Do you believe it? Yeah. Come on, I feel like preaching. I want to help you with this. Tell your neighbor, look at him right now, tell him it's time. Look at the neighbor you didn't choose and tell him it's time for them to. It's time. Romans chapter 13. Romans 13. These are strong scripture verses today, but I figured, you know, rip the band-aid off and jump in. These are strong verses, but I think they're, they're very imperative as we kick off 2022. Can you believe we're even saying that? Man, what in the world's going on? All right, Romans 13, verse 11 through 14. I chose to read this out of the message version for those who don't like to, to you know, work their way through the translations to try to interpret King James language and New International Version language and try to get it in everyday language so you remember it. Let's go with the message version and let's see how well we handle it, okay? Here we go, Romans 13. It says, but make sure that you don't get so absorbed and exhausted. I thought that was strong, man. But make sure you don't get so absorbed and exhausted in taking care 
of all of your day-by-day obligations that you lose track of the time and doze off oblivious to God. Some of you are wishing I would have read that in the NIV, I promise you. (laughs) Strong, man. The night is about over. The dawn is about to break. Be up and awake to what God is doing. God is putting the finishing touches on the salvation work he began when we first believed. And we can't afford to waste a minute, must not squander these precious daylight hours in frivolity. Come on. Indulgence and sleeping around in dissipation. Come on, you didn't know you were going to hear that today. And bickering and grabbing everything in sight. Get out of bed and get dressed. Everybody watching online right now thinks we're picking on them. It's in the Bible. Should have been here. That's all I'm saying. Should have been here. Don't loiter and linger waiting until the very last minute. Dress yourselves in Christ and be up and about. Man. That's like the appetizer verse. Here's the second verse. Luke chapter 9. Some of y'all are like, this dude's about to mow us down. No, we're not. Luke chapter 9, verse 62. Jesus said, no procrastination. That's what Jesus said. No, and some of y'all are thinking of people who procrastinate right now. Like, a dude needs that verse. Come on, how many procrastinators in the house? How many of you just feel like you get it done better whenever you wait? Come on, amen? And all the other people just losing their minds over this. It's going to be all right. No procrastination, no backward looks. You can't put God's kingdom off till tomorrow. Seize the day. Seize the day. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you that we can be here this morning to worship you. God, we want to be close. We want to experience all that you have for us. I pray these few moments we get to share from Scripture. I pray, God, that you will touch our hearts and speak a word to us that's going to last through every trial, through every struggle, through every success. Speak something to us today that awakens us to what you're doing in our lives. God, we don't want to miss it. So, Holy Spirit, we surrender our hearts, our minds, our ears to you right now to hear what you want to say. Father, I ask you to use me to be a voice that represents you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Some of you, you may live in a home kind of like mine, but I live in a house where um, people do not like to wake up in the morning. Come on, anybody else living in that house? People just do not like to wake up in my home. My lovely wife, Cynthia, who is so blessed and so awesome, who is a dear blessing from the Lord unto me, literally has eight to ten alarms set every morning and snoozes on every one of them. So it's this constant alarm alert that is going off. And um, she has passed that quality on to my children. And so my oldest son, his room is right above our bedroom, and the phone not only is set to alarm, but it also vibrates. I can hear the vibration coming through the ceiling in my room. 
when it's time for him to wake up. And then my other son, Judah, who's on the other side of the house, his alarm just keeps going off and off and off. And there is nothing, I mean, nothing waking him up. I will literally get on the phone and try to call him. No answer. My daughter has developed this, this unique habit. I don't know what else to call it. And the alarm will go. I will be fixing lunch for her, and the alarm is just going off. And it's like, it's like a crime scene in the bedroom. Come on. And they're still not awake. I'm thinking, what is going I mean, we're going to have to put you in bed at 7 p.m. So, and I still, it doesn't matter what time they go to bed. They cannot wake up. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It is, I'm telling you, it is vicious. It's, it's constant alarm. Try to have some quiet time with the Lord. And it's just constant alarms going off. And I'm just sitting there thinking, what, what have I done wrong? As a father, as a husband, how have I not led my family well enough to get them to wake up in the morning? And so I'll have to go into these bedrooms and, and I'll go in there and I'll just shake them and say, wake up. It's time to get moving. It's time to get moving. Now look at me. Like it's a haunted house or something. I'm like, dude. God, y'all pray for us during these 10 days of prayer and fasting. The alarm thing is hilarious, though, man. It is crazy. Uh, you ever been at a traffic light before and um, the light turns green, but the person in front of you ain't going? Oh, man, I can remember picking my kids up from school in car line. See, I said it right there. Some of you are twitching. And there was always the person that was so caught up in their phone, and it's like the line is forever wide open in front of them, and everybody behind them is using their words. <laughs> Let's go. Let's get moving. And so what happens? Someone's got to what? Honk the horn. But you can't do it too violently because now you're not a Christian. Like, if you hold on to it a little bit, that's, that's ungodly. So you kind of got to, uh, you got to punk it a little bit. You know, I don't know how y'all say it. Uh, some of y'all drive them little cars, so you got to beep beep a little bit. <laughs> but uh, you got to, we call it, you got to punk it. That's not the little, oh, that's just a little punk punk. That's more Christ-like. You know what I'm saying? You learned something today. Let's pray. We're done. Let's go to the house. Happy New Year. What's your, what's your word for the year? Pong, pong. <laughs> so today, what I want to do a little bit is just kind of pong, pong a little bit. Because um, I believe there's a lot of alarms going off in our world today. I do. I think there's a, an alarm that's going off in the house, in the family. I think there's an alarm going off in the church. I think there's alarms going off in our culture. Uh, I think there's even alarms going off in our own lives. And we're just hitting the snooze button. Just keep hitting snooze over and over. And I sense the Holy Spirit just saying, it's time. I do. I sense the Holy Spirit. And I, I'm just praying today that he will walk in this place and just kind of shake you a little bit. And say, hey, it's time to get moving. It's time to get moving. I feel like these, these verses that we read, it's, it's, it's literally like the Holy Spirit 
just kind of came into the room today and, and, and just kind of said, hey, that one was for you. We like to divert what we hear in a message towards somebody else. Like when I said the procrastination thing, some of you thought of somebody that you know that procrastinates and you thought, preach that thing, preacher. Come on, because I'm waiting on somebody right now. But actually, this message is for you. This isn't just for the other people to hear. This is for you to hear today. It's time to get moving. One of the things that people struggle with more in their life than they're willing to admit is the ability to move forward. Seriously, we struggle with moving forward. Look over the last couple of years. It has been so difficult just to move forward. Now, I know people try to move on, move out. But moving forward into who they're supposed to be, who God wants us to be, is very difficult because it brings us to the place that we've got to confront some things in ourselves that we may not like. It's easier to divert towards others and see what's wrong with them and try to help them get better. But when we've got to look at ourselves, whoa, no, 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 no. And when we do that, we're literally just hitting the snooze button over and over, just snoozing snoozing some of you thinking yeah i know somebody right now is snoozing they need to wake up well the reality is we all need to be awakened um you ever felt like you were just stuck before in something stuck in these feelings like angry i don't even know why i'm mad i'm just mad leave me alone well, what you mad about i don't know but i'm mad that you asked me <laughs> right <laughs> Woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Well, your bed's against the wall. You only got one side to get out of. <laughs> Am I right? We, we have these, these, these emotions, these, these things that just seem to take over. And, and, and we just feel like we get stuck in a bad attitude. We get stuck in a bad situation. We get stuck and we don't know how to get out. We want to get out. And you can hear sermon after sermon after sermon. And it's like, that's good. That's good. That makes me feel better. But I'm still stuck. And I'm praying today, I'm praying in this year that God can help you to move forward. Amen? Amen. To move forward. Now, if we're going to move forward, I do think there are some things that we're going to have to move on from. And th this is where it gets a little confrontational for us. Because these are things that's been part of our lives potentially for so long that we've just learned how to live with it. You know what I'm saying? We just learn how to live with it, and, and, and if it ever comes up, well, I've, I've, I've made it this far, I'll make it the rest of the way. But there are some things that we need to move on from, and I think one of those things is we need to be able to move on from some old history. From some old history. Don't you wish that sometimes you could just hit the clear button, kind of like on a computer, and just clear all the history, just clean it up. Just make it all go away and start fresh, start brand new. We wish we could do that because we all have these things in our life, this history, that thing that has happened in our life that has potentially defined us. 
the thing that, that, that has become the lens of our perspective, our way of interpreting things, something that occurred, whether it was a, a failure, maybe you got fired from a job, maybe it was a broken relationship, maybe it was a divorce, maybe, um, maybe there was just this tragic event that occurred in your life and it was very, very painful. And whenever somebody ever says something about moving on, we just get super offended and we always respond with, but you don't understand. And we may not understand all of that, but I do understand that if we do not move on from some things in our history, we will always be stuck right there. And that's not being insensitive. That's just being observationist. I'm just observing that if we don't move on, we will forever be stuck there. I think about generational curses. You've heard about that before. But what about some generational practices? See, a curse you ain't got nothing to do with because it came from somebody before you. But a practice is something that you can control. It's a decision that you make that I'm going to keep acting like this, even though it's probably not the best thing. That's just how we are. We're Cajuns. It's just how we are. We're the Moran family. Think of that. We settle because that's just how we are. And we have to be able to move on from that history if we're ever going to become the people and walk in the things that God has for us. Yeah. Got to move on from some history. The Bible says it like this in Isaiah 43. Stop dwelling on the past. Easier said than done, right? Don't even remember these former things. I am doing something brand new, something unheard of. Even now it sprouts and grows and matures. Watch this part. Do you perceive it? Do you see it? Are you even looking for something new that God wants to do in your life? Or are we so stuck in our history that we're not even looking? Come on. Got to move on from some history because I believe it's time. And God will make a way. Here's the second thing I think we need to move on from. Some old habits. Move on from some old habits. Every one of us, we start a new year and we start considering, yep, I think it's time to break those habits. And we get to about day three of the new year and it's like, oh, well, that didn't work. We'll work on it in 2023. <laughs> and next thing you know, it's 2033. <laughs> and our kids are calling us out. I thought you said you were going to work on that. Shut up, kid. We don't say that in our house. I am right now. Don't bring it up. Leave me alone. Snooze button. We hit the snooze. I wonder what we already hit the snooze button on this year that we knew this habit needs to break. Habit is something that we do that masters us. Something that we do that masters us, meaning it's hard to stop. And we have these things in our lives that become habit. It could be social media. It could be our phone. And I'm not trying, trying to pick on these things. I'm just saying these are some of the things that could be our phone. We have become so addicted to our phones. And information. Got to find out. Got to find out. Got to find out. I'm finding out that the more we find out, the crazier things are getting, y'all. I don't want to find out no more. <laughs> addicted to food. 
these addictions that we've been facing all of our life. Uh, I know a couple of people at the church last year, they, they decided to quit smoking. And it was a battle, but they did it. Yeah. It was hard, but they did it. And it changed their lives. It was hard. That's what a habit is. It's hard. It's hard to change. And I think about like right now, we're in the middle of 10 days of prayer and fasting. Where we're, we're crying out to God because we want more of him. And I believe that fasting from some things is going to help break some things off, the bar, off of our lives. And by the way, some of the things that we're fasting, maybe they should never come back. Amen? Amen? Maybe they should never come back and be a part of our lives. If you're in the middle of this fast with us, I want to encourage you, keep going. If you didn't start yet, I don't even know what you're talking about, Pastor. Start today. You say, but I already messed up, Pastor. Start again. Start again. This isn't about trying to, to, to pull off a marathon here. This is about getting closer to God. Yeah. Amen? And I want to encourage you to, to jump in on this time of prayer and fasting with us. And simply that's putting some things aside so that I can spend more time focusing on God. We'll be here Wednesday night praying together. I want to invite you and your family to come and pray with us. This, I'm telling you, this could be an incredible start to your year and give you a little spiritual leverage, amen, amen. to overcome some of these things. Look at this verse in Isaiah 56. Is not this the kind of fast I have chosen to loose the chains? Come on. we got some chains that have been holding us that need to be loosened and, and to break the cords of the yoke and to set the oppressed free and break every yoke. These things that have us bound, these mindsets, this perception, this history, these habits, they could be broken. Our lives could be incredible. This stuff is broken off of our lives. I believe God can help you move on from some habits and also believe we need to move on from some old hurts. It's time to move on. We've been heard about it for so long, rehearsing the pain, replaying it over and over and over. It's time to move on. We've all been hurt by somebody, all of us by what someone said, what someone did. And the question is this, what are you going to do about it? And really, I should ask, what are you going to keep doing about it? Because you can spend your life trying to get revenge. You can spend your life trying to get an apology, and you may never, ever get it. And some of us, you have experience with this. You can tell us, look, I've been trying to do it for 40 years, and I've gotten neither. And we're stuck. We literally put our life on pause because of this stuff, because of an offense, because of what someone said, because of what someone didn't say, because of what someone did. And we're given that person in those words so much power over our lives. We're stuck. And today, the horn's honking. It's time to move. The light's green. The Bible says it like this. If anyone is, Christ, is in Christ, the new has come. The old has gone. The new is here. What if the things you're praying for are already right there? But we're so stuck analyzing and breaking down all of this stuff from our past, trying to clean it up, trying to fix it up. And Jesus is like, I'm so much better than this. 
And I have so much more for you. It's time to move on. And watch this. All this is from God, verse 18, who reconciled us to himself through Christ. Reconciled. Reconciled. You know what reconcile means? It means to bring the balance to zero. To bring the balance to zero. And people have been carrying so much history. They've been carrying so many habits. They've been carrying so many hurts. No wonder our lives are out of balance. Because we're carrying so much of a balance into a new year that we are not giving God the reconciler room to bring the balance to zero. And what I'm telling you is as you go into a new year, if you can move on from these things, you can find new balance in your life. Your life is going to be out of balance trying to raise a family and work your career and maintain the offense that you have towards somebody. It's going to be out of balance because there's a lot of emotional energy that you need for your family, that you need for your job, that is being taken up by something that happened potentially 10 to 15 years ago. No wonder our lives are out of balance. No wonder how we're trying to get closer to God and we all veer to the left a little bit, veer to the right, and we always wind up in the ditch mad and angry, and if anybody says anything close or do anything close to what that one person did, it fires it all up again. We're out of balance. But he's the reconciler. Can I say it like this? You were never meant to carry all of that. Never meant to. He carried it. When he carried that cross, he carried it all. And you, you read the story and you see how Jesus, the weight of it was so heavy. It, it, it was even bringing him down when he was carrying the cross up that hill. Because you know it's heavy. But he carried it for you. He's the forgiver. He's the reconciler. It's time to move on. Amen. Look at your neighbor and just tell him it's time to move on. It's time to move on. So, oh, pastor. This sounds great, but you better tell us how to do this. Am I right? I'm with you. <laughs> Woo, this is fire up in here, but bro, you better help me. Because I don't have a clue how to do this. It's time to make a change. How, how do I change? It starts with Jesus. I, you, like, I, knew, I knew you were going to say that. Matthew 4, verse 17 says this, Jesus began to preach. This is big. Because this is his message that he started with. And I need you to grab this. Jesus began to preach, repent of your sins. And you're like, I knew it. I knew you were going to say that. Here comes the hellfire and brimstone. But I want you to see it doesn't say repent of your sins or else you're going to burn in hell. Although hell is a real place. And people will go to hell. And that's not being judgmental. That just means that they chose to live life without Jesus and chose to pay for their own sins instead of letting him. Okay? He says, repent of your sins and turn to God for the kingdom of heaven is here. This is what he was saying. If you will change the focus and the direction of your life and move in my direction... You will see all of heaven. 
And you will see all that heaven has to offer to you if you will change your direction. And this is what's so difficult about this message is this. This isn't about heaven. This isn't about hell. This is about change because that's the hard part. We all struggle with change because we have become so used to the routines. Think of it. We're so used to the routine of doing it like this. Someone says something. We're so used to our reaction that when we make a decision that we're not going to react that way, doesn't it seem like more people got something to say to you? Like fasting. Let's say you're going to fast from food. It's like food's everywhere now. Fasting from social media. Somebody wants to, hey, did you see this? No, I didn't. I'm fasting from it. Oh, I'm going to show it to you. I'm trying to fast from it. Leave me alone. Am I right? Trying to get close to God. And it feels like all hell breaks loose in your house. What happened to you, kid? What happened to you, spouse? New year, new you. What's that? Am I right? Oh, and then go to work. Knew all y'all. What's this? All y'all. So Jesus, he was saying, it's time to change because I have something better. Better. Better than hurts. Better than habits. Better than history. I have heaven. That's what he's saying. I have heaven. And we pray prayers like, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that is saying you don't have to wait to heaven to experience what heaven has to offer. You can walk in forgiveness. You can walk in peace. Come on. You can walk in healing. You can overcome that struggle. You can do it. You can. The old school preacher would say, oh, the day will come. I look forward to glory. When all the struggles will finally be defeated. Take me now, Lord. I appreciate your sentiment, dude, but we got a lot of living to do. And if I'm going to be living, I'm going to live like heaven instead of living life like hell. Amen? Amen. I don't want us to miss out on the life that God has for us. So I just feel like I got to tell you, it's time. It's time. Here's number one. It's time to get closer to God. It's time to get closer to God. That's what time it is. This is the most important thing you can do this year. More important than all the travels. More important than all of the investments you want to make. More important than all the different things that you have jotted down in your 2022. This is my year calendar. The most important thing you can do is to get closer to God. And that means it's time to change the direction that we've been running and turn to Jesus. It's time to change the direction that we've been running in full force trying to carry all this and turn to Jesus. Meaning this, and I'll just say it straight, it's time to get right with God. That's what time it is. It's time to get right with God and in the compromise. And you know what I'm talking about with the compromise. Uh, this isn't that bad. 
one time isn't going to make that much of a difference. You can still do this and be Christian. Listen, you could do a lot of things and still be considered Christian, but that doesn't mean that you're going to be close to God. And whenever I say this, there's little alarms going off in so many people right now, and it's literally like the Holy Spirit is telling you exactly what it is. And people would start getting uncomfortable. It's like, oh, that preacher, he wants to be all strong and stuff in 2022. I want encouragement, brother. I'm encouraging you today. I'm encouraging you to get close to God. But this is what we know. Getting close to God means I got to change. Because the closer and closer I get to God, I cannot stay the way that I am. His influence is just too great. His holiness is just too powerful. And the closer I get to God, the more things begin to change. The more awareness I have of things in my life that are throwing me out of balance. The more awareness that I have that I was never meant to live this way because I'm living with the consequences of my own decisions right now, trying to act like this is cool with God. It's time to get right with God in the compromise and come close to Jesus. That's what time it is. It's time to end the compromise. It's time to forgive that person. It is. It is time. It's time to stop some things. Not just for 10 days while we're fasting. There are some things that we know we just need to stop. And there are some things that we know we need to start. It's time. Here's the second thing. It's time to get connected in church. It's time. I know this is a simple message, but you would not believe how these things have such impact on our lives. But we live like this is such a casual thing. Being close to God is such a casual thing because I'm a Christian. Listen, it is not casual to be close to God. It is imperative that we are close to God. It's imperative. Being connected in a church you were meant to be a part of a spiritual family, not just attend a service. You were, you were intended to be a part of a spiritual family, not just come to church every now and then. And people have all kinds of criticisms and ideas and opinions about church. And they say people are mean at church. People are judgmental. People are like, people are like that everywhere, even at your house. Come on, somebody. You ever corrected your kids for talking like that? You ever felt like you needed somebody to correct you for talking like that at your own house? I know some of you fellas like, well, don't trust me. It happens at mine. <laughs> she lets me know. I tried to tell her once. Anyway, let's keep going. Time to get connected in church. <laughs> oh, I love y'all. All right. <laughs> Um, there's this energy. There's this, let's say it like this, synergy. There's this experience that we have when we're in church together. There is. And you can't find it anywhere else. I've tried. I've looked for it. There's just something about being together in a corporate gathering, worshiping, together that you cannot find 
anywhere. Too many times we've made church our option. I think we need to make it our priority. I do. I think we need to make it our priority. And guys, this isn't being religious. Okay? Um, This is what it means to be in a relationship with God. And I fear that some of us has gotten to the point about church that we feel about family gatherings. You know what I'm saying? We were meant to do life together. We were. This year, I believe if you get closer to God, you get connected in church, you're going to see God do some things in your life. You say, well, I don't want to have to deal with somebody offending me. That can happen at work, y'all. Imagine it. I quit my job today. Why? They offended me. How are you going to pay your bills? I don't know. That's for them to find out. No, <laughs> you're going to find out quick. We were meant to be together, y'all. There's just something about it. Right after church today is that next steps class. If, you, if you're new to Emerge, come get connected. Come get in church with us and come do this with us. We're going somewhere. We're moving forward. We got work to do because no one here, let me just let y'all know, no one here is perfect. and No one here has it all together. Not even the pastor and his wife and his kids. We don't have it together, and you can amen that because I know it's true. That's a little aggressive. That was a bit much. I mean, goodness. Stretch your hand, and let's just pray for the brother. Cynthia mentioned e-groups earlier, small groups coming together. This is a great opportunity for you to meet some people in church, but also grow together. So I don't want people knowing my business. This ain't about sharing business. It's about sharing Jesus with each other. It's about having someone stand with you when you're walking through some things. Amen? I want to encourage you, get connected in church. Get closer to God this year. Yeah, that's going to mean change, but get connected in church. And here's the third thing. It's time to do something greater than myself. It's time to do something greater than me. I know. That's a tough one. See, God's purpose for your life is connected to his mission. You know what that means? There's people involved. That's what it means. And no matter where you go, when it comes to being in in a relationship with God, when it comes to doing life the way God wants you, there is no way to do that life and avoid people. I'm sorry. Just can't. There's people everywhere. And God wants to use you to have an impact on their life. Watch this. One of the best things that you can do for yourself is to do something for God. It's one of the best things that you can do for yourself. It's to do something bigger than you by doing something for God. It will have impact not just today, but throughout all of eternity. And I believe that whenever God looks at our life, when he looks over the whole course of our lives, and he sees that we did things for him by helping other people, it has eternal reward for us. Just like you make investments today for the day that comes when you retire. There are kingdom investments that we make today whenever we give, whenever we serve, that will reap eternal rewards in our lives. It will reap eternal rewards. So there are things, and some of us, we already know, things that God has told us to do. 
that we've just been hitting the snooze button. Next go round of e-groups. Next time, hit the snooze. Next year, next year, hit the snooze button. After the summer, hit the snooze button. Busy month, next month, hit the snooze button. And we keep hitting the snooze button. Knew we needed to spend time with God. Snooze button. Knew, knew we needed to get out the bed and get in church. Knew it. Snooze button. And I just hear the Holy Spirit today saying, it's time. The alarms are going off everywhere. And they will keep going off, alerting us that it's time for change. It's time to get close to God. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. It's time. I wrestled with how to do our ministry time this morning. Because undoubtedly at the beginning of the year, many people will make a decision. Getting right with God. But so many times, even that has become casual. It's become our, our routine. We have a stretch. We do well, and then we compromise, and then we don't do so well. And then we come back to Jesus. And we cycle. And today is time to break that cycle. It's time. It's time. This is what I want to do this morning. During this message, when I shared this, it's time to get close to God. It's time to get connected in church. It's time to do something bigger than myself. If you know it's time, I just want you to stand to your feet because the alarm is going off. It's time. The alarm's going off. It's been going off. You've been hitting the snooze button. And just like I walk into the child's bedroom and shake them, say, hey, it's time. It's time. People that have been running from God, running from a call of God, running from something God told them to do, running from people that they know they need to forgive. Anyone else, it's time. It's time. It's time. time to serve again. It's time to give again. It's time to get back in the word of God. It's time to get back on our knees and pray. It's time to lift our hands in worship. It's time. It's time. Every one of you that are standing, I want you to lift your hands. God, only you can change people. I try my best with my words to convince. But God, only you can do it. And my prayers right now, as you see every person that is standing in this room and even those who are watching at home. Father, I pray you see their hands lifted in surrender. But I pray you also see their hands lifted as they're reaching out to you for help. And Lord, I ask you to
to bring the change to their life that they need. Some need forgiveness. Some need the will to forgive. Some need help letting go and moving on from some habits, some history, some hurts. And God, they've tried a lot of different methods, tried a lot of different schemes, tried a lot of things. But God, we need you to intervene today. So I'm asking you, Holy Spirit, to move on every single heart of every person here and work in our will to keep going in your direction, to turn from our ways and turn to you. Get closer. Those of you who are standing, whatever it is that you know that God is speaking to you right now, if it's forgiving someone, if it's coming closer to God, it's moving on from history. I just want you to say it to yourself right now. I'm going to move on from the hurt. I'm moving on from the habits. I'm coming closer to God this year. I'm committing to being connected in the church. I'm going to do something bigger than myself. This is the year. This is the day. It's time. Everyone else in the room, please stand the rest of them stay in a prayer for attitude right now there are things that I like and I want them to be the same but there are things that I need that prompts change And in this new year, my prayer is that God will change us. That's our prayer. God, change us. Because we can't keep going like this. You've said that. In the last three years, you have said that. We cannot keep living like this. And you meant it for a lot of other things. But it's time to mean it for these things right here. Maybe you're here this morning. You don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And this has sounded like just church routine every week. But today, you know this was meant for you. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Dear Jesus, I admit to you, I need to change. I can't keep living this way. I've done things that are wrong. I've compromised. And I've sinned against you. And I ask you to forgive me today and give me a fresh start, a new beginning. I put my faith and trust in you and what you did on the cross when you gave your life and paid the price for my sins. And right now, I receive forgiveness. It's a new start for me. I declare it now. I'm changing. I'm not going the same direction. I'm following you, Jesus. I give you my life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. We pray that prayer as a starting point to say, God, I'm changing directions. That's a prayer. Now begins the practice. Now begins the steps. And I want to encourage you 
Don't just stay right there. Oh, I prayed. That's great. But God's not finished. Let's take a step. The next step, I would say, is to tell someone what happened to you today. Why? That brings accountability. When you tell someone, I made a decision that I'm following Jesus, that's no longer private. And if you leave yourself with options. When you tell somebody you did that, there's an accountability that comes with it. And you know it because now I told somebody and I got to live it. I want to hear about it. Connect us back there in the back. Fill out the connection card. Let us know. I want to follow up with you this week and help you to keep going. If you don't have a home church, like I said, get connected in church. Come be a part of Emerge. If you've got a home church, get plugged in there. But if you don't, come get plugged in here. Come to Next Steps today. And let's take those steps because God, he's just getting started. And you're just getting started. Let us help you take the next steps that God has for you. Amen. Can I pray for you today before we finish? I want you all across the room to lift your hands. So, Pastor, why do you keep getting us to do that? Because when your hands are raised, you're more likely to receive something. When your hands are raised, you're surrendered. Father, we don't want just another year of the same old things that have thrown our lives completely out of balance for so long. This year, we want forgiveness, not just in our hearts, but in our families, in our relationships. Father, this year, we want some changes. We don't want to be in the same mental condition, depressed, stressed, angry, worried about all of these things. We want the peace of God in our lives. God, we don't want the same old things. We want you. You said you're doing a new thing. We're looking to you today. We're taking our eyes off the former things. and We're looking to you for vision. We're looking to you, Father, for inspiration. We're looking for you to speak something to our hearts, God, that sets the course, that directs our steps. And I pray, Father, that we will follow you. I pray this year will be different because we made the choice for change and we're willing to take the chance and go for it. Father, I pray not just your blessings over every person in this place today, but Father, I pray, God, for your provision. I pray, God, for your word to speak clearly. Let this be the year that we hear you, God, clearer than ever. Let this be the year that we accomplish our purpose for you. Let this be the year that we step in to the opportunities that you have for us. God, let this year be the year that you have for us. It's time. It's time. It's time. We're awake and we're moving in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.